friend who texted me to say that uh, they would be following up on all of the, the episodes we're recording. It's like they're going to go oh, back yeah? and watch episodes as they were coming out. And I really worry that we're doing like a terrible public disservice if people are actually going back and checking out this show. Yeah, no, that fills me. So your friend is only going back and watching these just so he can keep up with our podcast? That's what he's telling me. So we're, we're imperiling a person's health. Maybe he was, like, waiting this whole time and making an excuse to, to do it, like, yeah. that we're providing. But, uh, no, I'm pretty sure that we're encouraging people to, to look at this thing that we – that I kind of went into thinking, uh, oh, hey, here's the reason people shouldn't watch it. Here, you can listen to this yeah. and be like, I've made we a should make, decision. We should make clear now. This is a public service announcement by uh, Nick and Kyle of the Big Bang Theory Theory. There is no need to watch the Big Bang Theory. No. Let us, we're, we're slowly metamorphosizing into professionals who are capable of delving these waters, but these are not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, it's super mega hype as I've got about Leslie in past episodes. She's not worth going through all of this. In, in a matter of fact, like she just, her, her, the, the lack of reliance on her in the show just makes me frustrated and disappointed. Speaking of frustration and disappointment, welcome to this fun show that people are still listening to for some friggin' reason. It's the Big Bang Theory Theory! What do, what do we do? Kyle, whose voice is not the one coming out of a face right now? Uh, we, every week, we go back and we talk about one episode of the Big Bang Theory. This week, the episode was... Oh boy, it's called The Dumpling Paradox. Motherfucker! That's close. I was, I was sad that we didn't... Start recording when we looked up the name of the episode because Kyle's pure emotional reaction of "Oh God damn it" was great because these these episodes that they're they're I don't know why it makes both of us so mad the names it's just because they're like it's, it's, it's so lazy I feel like there's no non douchey way to use the word banal but the titles are always so banal it's like there's like a thirty second reference to them arguing over. Uh, like uh, dumplings in this episode, and they're like, yeah, that'll do, that'll, whatever. Anywho. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at this point we could probably, I'm going to randomly predict some future episodes of the Big Bang Theory. The Coffee Conundrum. The uh, the Washing Machine Hypothesis. Yeah, the, the Got My Dick Stuck in a Vacuum <laughs> Theorem. That's a, I, almost certainly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The I Tried to Fuck the Mars Rover... What's scenario? Yeah, the uh, I, I saw an old pair of my underwear that still had the name stitched on them, and it made me collapse to the floor and cry. There's no end to that. That's just how it <laughs> happened. Uh, so I just wanted on the record, I just laughed harder just then than I did this entire episode. Yeah. Is that a harsh thing to say? I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know what? You're going to hurt Chuck Lorre's feelings. You're going to hurt Johnny Galecki's feelings. He's going to... Notice that this is happening, and he's going to be like, God damn, like, I guess I wasn't doing my best 12 years ago. There's someone out there. It's, ah, I should go and find him. I'm just having such a difficult problem pulling myself up out of this giant pile of money I fall asleep in every night. But anyway, we should actually get into the episode. Uh, yeah, this one's called The Dumpling Paradox. And, God damn it. Yeah, and it, it, it shouldn't be. It, it should really be... Something about, like, I don't know, it Wallowitz gets his dick wet. That's spoiler alert or whatever for the thing that we're telling you about. Yeah, that was abrupt. That kind of came out of left field. The, 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 in the show or me saying that part? No, in the, in the show. I mean, I'm just, 
I'm, yeah. I'm going to ignore the so the beginning it's let's just so the the basically the only thing that happens in this episode is Wallow it's randomly hooks up with Penny's guest, another girl from Omaha. Yeah. And it's it's weird because I feel like there's this weird line when you're talking about like slut shaming where I think somewhere in the back of your mind if someone really is like a like a, a, a grubby like gold digger or something like that, you're like, well, that's not a great person to be. But at the same time, it's weird to have this like mostly family friendly big network television show where they call a woman a whore like five times. That was weird. I wasn't ready to hear that thrown around a lot by all these friendly, wacky characters. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard someone called a whore. Like, I've heard, like, a hoe, or or a slut, or a skank, but I've never just... And the funny part is, is the is is someone joke or Sheldon calls her a whore, and I'm like, oh, this is this is Sheldon being funny and old timey and using you know weird lexicography like he does. But everybody's going to immediately refute him, and then Penny is like, oh no, she's totally a whore. Yeah, they all jump on the the whore bandwagon. Like if he were to call her a trollop, it'd be like, no, oh, that's a fun one. That yeah. doesn't get thrown out a lot. But yeah, that's uh, Wallowitz uh, humps. The, the Penny's guest, uh, her friend from Omaha, it, it screws up the rhythm of the rest of the group. They have one fewer person for their Halo nights, and they have one fewer person to to split dumplings with at the Chinese restaurant. Um, and then at the very end of the episode, without really any explanation, uh, Wallowitz's mom and this girl get in a fight, and then they go back to playing Halo. Problems resolved. That's the, that's the entire episode. That's that's 22 minutes of our lives taken up with you what if there were jokes in this show it would make sense ah uh, i'm just being confronted like i knew that this show wasn't funny but i thought i could handle like I, okay here's what's happened the previous episodes have had like one or two moments in them where i'm like well at least that was like a genuine that was kind of a funny moment i yeah, can think yeah. of but literally this episode, it was like, it was like suffering, like a minor depressive episode where it's like, oh, I'm alive, but I have forgotten how to feel things. Yeah, you're just you're just sitting there like letting it wash over you, and you, it, it's it's when it's when you start engage, you stop engaging in life, and you just kind of start letting life happen to you. Like you're just lying back, like like this is, I probably deserve this. I can't tell you what I did to make this happen, but the fact that I exist and don't have an explanation means that powers have come to be that this is where I belong. Um, but I think there's like there's three basic threads that go through the episode. Um, one is the the weird and uncomfortable sexual dynamics that result in the, the horror thing being thrown around a lot. Um, and I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I am very happy the way that turned out. That that Wallowitz went and and had sex with somebody. Because him going out and having consensual sex with somebody is ideal. That's like the least creepy he's ever been. Like at the beginning, he manages to get in a few weird things where Penny's talking about how, uh, how uh, I can't remember the, the neighbors, the girl's name. Yeah, she's washing her underwear in the sink and he wants all the details. Yeah, because she talks about it being like the sluttiest underwear you could ever see. And he's like, is he washing, is she washing them one pair at a time? We're all in a group. It's like, oh, well, it's going to be another one of those, isn't it? Um, and then he runs out into the hall to, to confront this woman, and then everything is fine for him. 
she she lets him in and they have sex and that's the whole rest of the episode is them humping until they're not and it's like hey way to go wallow it's way to actually just like not assault somebody or like worked out worked out good but only because this woman is oh just loosened filthy she's oh she's so gross well not even she's gross she's morally bang- like she's literally having sex with him because he's buying her things yeah so. so that's thread one i think thread two is how i don't even want to say creatures of habit like you expect so sheldon is always on this like very cusp of asperger's syndrome in the way and, and ocd too uh in this episode None of their life works anymore without Wallowitz. They cannot do their their entire structure crumbles, and it's it's sad. Not like sad that it happens to them. It's just sad to see that they are like this, that they can't adapt. Oh, it's it's terrifying. So that's but that's what they're stuck with. It's they've they've set their lives up in such a way that they're unable to function without each other. It's it's tragic and disturbing. Like the way she, I've never wanted to murder Sheldon as much as I have in this episode. Oh, he's awful. Yeah, and it's just I mean there are, we haven't even gotten to the worst of it yet, but um, but just the whole like he's constantly repeating. Oh, we can't like three different. There are three different. Terrible, not funny moments in this episode where Sheldon is like, you don't understand. There are only three of us. Nothing in our lives works with three people. Yeah. They, and it's true. Every time. It's true. It's, oh, God. Like, when they go to the Chinese restaurant, they, they have this terrible struggle over how they're going to handle the fourth dumpling that they get. in their standard order of four dumplings because they always get the same four entrees and they split them the oh. same way. <laughs> and the, the waiter comes up. Who is James Hong, by the way. Oh, yeah, that was for, nice. Yeah, for those of you who, who do not know, James Hong is a, a legendary actor. I think he's probably done more high-profile things, but I know him most in my heart as Lo Pan from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. But he's done like a billion things, and he's sunk so low as to be the side character who just stands here to be annoyed with these guys and to try to help play into their four-way codependent lifestyle in a way that'll just get them out of his goddamn restaurant. Uh, but that goes on and on. And in the midst of that, when they don't have Wallowitz to play Halo with anymore, uh, I think it's uh, the Johnny Galecki, the Leonard, invites Penny along to play, which then results in Sheldon... Just turning into a monster! Yeah, he's absolutely one of those douchey gatekeeper guys who's like, well, what are you going to do with a lady on the team? Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Yes, Sheldon is every in the set. I mean, it's probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was painful if you were a woman who liked video games and who liked Halo in 2006 or whenever this was. But definitely considering where we are now, it is just painful to watch a guy just be like, you know what? You have boobs, so automatically you can't play this first-person shooter. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. Mm Mm-hmm. And to the show's credit, they invert that because, of course, she's going to be much better at Halo yeah. than uh, than he is. Or it would really – then it wouldn't even really be funny. Then it would just be like propaganda. But then, of course, he storms out of the room and is angry, and it's never resolved. He's just kind of a terrible person who can't take losing to a girl. And that's Sheldon, folks. I had uh, a terrible experience once, sort of the opposite, where I had this uh, – my actually, I don't know. I'm going to – I'm going to sell this on the, uh, with the very high likelihood that I'm going to cut it later. Cause I'm pretty sure it makes me look like a douche, but,
but my, my friend is dating this lady who was bragging about how great she was at fighting games and how much she wanted to play fighting games with all of us. And I was like, hey, cool, let's all do that. And we ended up playing Mortal Kombat 10 together. Now, this isn't fair. You you clearly, and what I know of you, you hustled this poor woman. I didn't hustle nobody. You! All right. This, she I was, have played Street Fighter with this man. If Nick Hyde goes, hey, let's play a little Mortal Kombat together, that is the equivalent of Tom Cruise walking into a bar and being like, hey, anybody here like pool? Is anybody here? Oh, is that Werewolves of London playing on the radio right now? Oh, what a quinky dink. I don't know. This is which end you hold the controller, right? Oh, I was upside down. Silly me. Frustrated that this isn't a visual medium to display the very sour face I'm making right now. Because, uh, I know that, like, I know how to play fighting games. I'm not, I'm not great at them, but I know how they work. And then she's, she's very braggadocious. She is ready to, to, to clean the floor with me. And so we go and do this. I beat her a bunch, which is what happens sometimes. What? And she got so mad, and she started calling me all these awful names. And me and my other friends were like, "What the fuck is happening? Like, we're just we're just playing the game together." And she's like, oh, "I bet you couldn't do it." Like, guys, I was like playing some like male character, and she's like, "Oh, so you avoid the female characters?" I'm oh. like, "I don't know what you're. All right, I'll pick Sonia or whoever." And I won again, and that she just lost it. And storms out, and then my friend, her boyfriend, is like, "What did you do, guys?" We're like, "We we it, we went along with her idea, and we tried to have fun together." And, th- and then she unfriended me on Facebook. That's that's ah, uh, I don't like the way that the, the one virtual world affected the other virtual world in the way that affects my real life. So the fucking video games are terrible, I guess. So Ugh. if you just tuned in, Nick Hyde abuses people. Abuses women in video games. He's horrible. Also, he's a hustler, and he's lying. He, I know, we went one time to a Barnes & Noble, and he had all of the characters in the Street Fighter book and their major combos memorized without having to open the book. I don't, I don't like this. This isn't even true anymore. Now this is just, this is awful libel. No, slander. Level's written. I should know that. Ah! Just sometimes I just win at video games. I don't know. It's just weird. It just happens. Who knows? That's that's how video games work, my dude. <laughs> if, if people are playing a thing against each other, sometimes yeah, somebody wins. The person who 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 is, is better at the video game wins. You're right. You know, I, I was right about how this was going to pan out. No, I'm still... <laughs> you're right that she was... I mean... You know, I'm I'm uncomfortable with this. So here's how this, the structure of this story. A girl said she was good at video games, and I proved her wrong. Now, to your credit, that's not how you told the story. That is not at all how you, it does sound like she was the one who fucked this up. But that is basically the arc of this story. So anyway, this is my favorite episode of The Big Bang Theory. Because over the last two minutes or so, I've recognized that I am the monster which I have hated in others without recognizing in myself. And now that I know where I belong, I'm going to go get a Green Lantern t-shirt and schedule my entire life in five-minute intervals that I cannot that cannot be broken by anyone or I will have a tantrum. We need two happy? other people now. No, that's not how it works. It's you and me, buddy. <laughs> You're in this for the long haul now. You, you stepped in. You thought you could... 
you could hang with Hyde, and now now you're done. By the way, I don't know if ever, my name is Nick Hyde. There. Uh, we, I think we've only ever used first names. Yes. Well, I'm going to keep it that way. If you, want, if you want to get added on Twitter or whatever... That's up to you. Is that how you say it? I've always, I've always seen the thing. It's like the the little A symbol with the circle, and they say that me. But I never. Do you say at me when you're pronouncing that? You do when you're like spelling out the email address. Yeah, I'm a dude. This is so. It's just don't at me. Is that what people are saying? How did you just suddenly get so much older than me? <laughs> How did this switch happen? Where you- I just realized in the middle of this conversation that I've never actually said that out loud before. When I was trying to say, like, if you want to get atted, I was like, that sounds like – that doesn't sound like a thing that happens. Getting atted is when, like, you know, is what happens to the rebel base in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I went there. That's an AT-AT, and it attacks. You know, sometimes I forget who we are, uh, and then this happens, and then I remember that – the entire premise for this podcast is ridiculous because we are no place to judge anyone else. Oh, no, that's – I've long since, in the six episodes that we've been doing this or however many, I've, I've made my peace with not being better than the characters. So that is totally where we are. I'm just mad that they can't be fucking funny. It's like if I'm trapped well, in that, so- this hell with these people who appreciate all the same things as me, why can't they at least – so, occasionally talk about them in ways that doesn't make me want to kill myself. So, so there are two things about that. One is I'm a nerd. I don't have like, I'm not deep into any like specific nerd genre, but in spite of that, I fucking hate other nerds. A lot of the time, I think maybe I just hate people that get excited about things. I don't know. Um, but the other thing is what would make this episode funny? Because, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm, I'm just saying, like, what would be something that could have been funnier? Like, for instance, there's there's a, a part where uh, Penny has to stay at uh, Leonard and Sheldon's house because Wallowitz is too busy. Apparently, stuffing Penny's teddy bears into this woman's, this this friend's parts because they talk about how filthy those are afterwards. Yeah, that was a weird... There was a lot of... There was also Penny when she describes hearing them hook up her exact words are i come from a farm and either uh wallowitz has his part stuck in a milking machine or they're getting on and just imagining what sound she must be hearing through the door yeah i just really i immediately imagined and hoped that's what would make this episode funnier is if she had to kick them out kicks open the door and sees that this woman has in fact brought with her a milking machine that Wallowitz is tied up to. And, you know, maybe maybe they weren't having sex at all to begin with. Maybe he was trying to work his, his nerd steez to be like, oh, hey, what'd you bring with you from home, little lady? Oh, that looks like a pretty complicated machine. Maybe I should explain that to you. Oh, right, you actually know better. I'm Wallowitz. I was just trying to be a creep and mansplain thing to you. Oh, and now you've attached it to my dick and it hurts. And now it feels good again. And that would be their real interaction. There wasn't sex. It was all just misunderstanding. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. That's an idea. I was thinking, at the very least, they could give the woman a personality. Because she's in this episode. I mean, literally, he has sex with her before we ever see her. Which is, I suppose it leads to a nice little visual gag. Because we know they've been doing it all night. And they walks in, and then she comes in. It turns out, oh, she is, in fact, really hot. So that's kind of like, uh, I guess, 
I'm no, 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 no. That's not. It's not. It's not even a visual because they talk about like. I mean, I guess she could have been. I think the show would have been pretty edgy if it turned out that she was like, like methed out or something or yeah, like some sort. Of, she doesn't like. She looks like. Oh yeah, it makes sense that Penny has has her as a friend. So it. I mean, it's just. It's yeah. not even that funny. That's why I was saying though. If they like, they could have changed it up. She could have looked like anything. And it would have been like, well, it would spend all night having sex with her. And I don't mean like it has to be something shameful or dark. It could be sort of celebratory. You know, she could have a real non – she could have one of those crazy mohawks, you know, and like a bunch of like lip rings. That would have been better. That would she, have been so much better. If she were super punk rock and was the, the friend from Omaha that had to do a little bit extra to stand out, to really put her foot down and say, I'm an individual – uh, and that involved putting a whole bunch of shit in her face. And Penny not understanding, like, those, you know, her sexually, like, liberated ways. It's that That's just how she expresses herself artistically, man. Like, that's a whole character. There's a character there. And instead, we get trailer trash whore from Omaha. What did we learn about any of the characters, or how did they develop? We did learn that Wallowitz is a Jew. Yes. Confirmed on that. So although, I mean, to be fair, it's just the same. It's the exact same thing. I literally the joke is she sleeps with him, has not heard his last name. And he goes, oh, I'm Wallowitz. And she goes, ha, my first Jew. You know, that that part was very strange for me because for her to be like, ah, my first Jew is like, that's that's racist, obviously. But I was honestly so much more relieved that it wasn't more racist. <laughs> that was like, oh my god, what have I done? I, yeah, that's what I was worried about. I was worried she was going to hear Wallowitz and be like, mm, one of them's. Like, like, oh no, I read about you. You control the global, the global economy. Yeah, did you know that there's six uh, corporate media conglomerates that are all like, oh no, 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 come on. But no, it's – and that's such a strange thing, but like when you're – when you're so prepared for the racism that you get less racism and you're like, oh, dodge that one. Even there was one about what the fuck was it with Raj? Oh, that's how the episode starts for some reason. I don't. Yeah. Someone makes a racist joke about Raj. Oh, cause they were playing with their, their new kind of yeah, voice style apps, phone, their voice recognition. And, uh, they're talking about how, oh, how inaccurate it is and useless. And, uh, Leonard says something like, Milikilu, Milikilu. Yeah, he's just he's speaking gibberish into the phone. It's like, oh, this must be Raj Kuthrapali, because his name sounds like made up baby talk. Yeah, and in my mind, I was like, that's kind of racist. And then Raj is like, no, oh, that's kind of racist. And it's weird to have it both ways to like put the racist joke in and then be like, well, we've got the guy to acknowledge the racism. So if anything, we're calling out some of the cultural issues that people aren't willing to address at other sitcoms. Yes, there's a Raj had a line I did not like, which was, "There's starving children in India, and there's a starving Indian here." I mean, I don't know. Are you allowed to say that? Well, I don't mean aloud, but like. I thought that was fine. I thought it was cute. You thought it was cute? Yeah. Okay. That was all right. What do you got to say? Come on. I don't know. It's just like. You worry it's insensitive. Well, I mean, he is Indian, so if anybody's allowed to make insensitive jokes about. Indian stereotypes, you're right. That's him. I mean, but, maybe maybe he is, like, a wicked monster douche Indian, and that he is, like, from some sort of, like, spoiled upper-class family, and so, like, he, he acknowledges the 
incredible poverty that afflicts so many people in his country. But he's also one of those guys who's like, well, yeah, that's that's how it is, man. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I, <laughs> that's who they are. The poors. Yeah, the poors. That wouldn't actually surprise me about Raj, actually, if he was really, really classist. I... Yes, that should be a character trait of his. Is the, like he's getting picked on all the time for being the, the the outsider in the show, but he's actually a monster. Like you'd feel so bad for him, and then you'd like see him with any of his family, or they had like an episode where they like they went to India to like visit his hometown or something, and he's just a piece of shit to everybody. He's like fucking hitting kids with sticks, and they're like, "Raj, what's wrong with you?" And he's like, "What a local custom. This is what we do here." And like, Raj, like. You've always been so upset about us picking on you all the time. Well, like, yeah, because like I'm the I'm one of the, the poorest of the wealthy people, but these little fucks, whoosha, whoosha. like that'd be fun. You know, I feel like we we're already to the point where we should maybe start talking about what stood out the most to us in this episode. Like, what was the single most important thing? Funny, bad, aha that that stood out for you. If anything. Well, I mean, there were two. Okay. So am I allowed to have two? This this time, I'll allow it. So the first was, again, the fact... It comes up at the beginning. They make a joke about, oh, no, there are only three of us to play Halo. We'll have to cut Raj in half. And Raj is like, oh, sure, cut the Indian guy in half, which is in the subset of Raj jokes in this episode, not one of the better ones. But anyway, it just keeps coming up. And I finally, I really, I think these guys have an OCD thing. Or at least Sheldon does, but the others don't have, like, a good response to it, so they really can't have, like, a different configuration of people. There's always only going to be the four of them. Like, just the, normally in a show you think, oh, there's just four of them. We don't have to make a big deal of that. Or there's just six of them, you know, in any other show. But in this show, the thing that grounds the number of characters who are in a group is one of the characters – obsessive mathematical need to divide everything neatly. And that is the kind of hellscape that all of these people live in. So that was one. So then you go and I'll go again. Sure. Uh, so part of what you were just saying made me think about how this shit would never happen on Friends. Yeah, exactly. But then I also thought, man, what a different show that would be if they called it The Friends. That would change everything. The Friends. Yeah, it's different. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a really different, completely different show. It, you can hear the voiceover now, and it's just like I remember one time, you know, Monica and Chandler went out to check out a new deli on the other side of town. Yeah, and they they'd have like all the same jokes, but then every now and then be like, but on to Monica's abortion. Like, yeah, that's what it would turn into. For me, I cannot get over all the horror talk. <laughs> now, not like that is the most upsetting word. But just that they've created this artificial standard within their own universe where Leonard especially is so eager to hook up with the woman who is primarily defined by her sexuality. She's the hot person. She's the one that's sex and dudes. And she's the one that everyone gets super pumped when she shows any interest in. That is the entire show. And then along comes this other woman who is the same, but apparently has sex with more people than Penny to some, you know, whatever number past her that makes it just filthy and disgusting. Um, and how she's the only person who would be filthy and disgusting with wallets. Oh, oh that ties me on. I'm going to wrap it up. 
Wallowitz's redemption. He had a nice thing happen. Maybe he will not be. No, he's absolutely going to continue to be a monster sex pervert forever. No, that was so. You're right. In this episode, I didn't like despise him the way I normally despise him in episodes, mm. but I just felt so. What a broken. Like, I felt a moment of genuine pity, and I did not like feeling that way. Like, there's a moment when Penny's like, I'm going to lay this person's character out on the table for you because I don't think you realize that you are caught, you are being taken advantage of. This is just a woman who has come into your life, and she will continue to take from you, and she will never give you any emotional support or love or any of the things you need to be a better human being. She'll just have sex with you, and in exchange, you will buy her things. And that's the only kind of relationship you can ever have. And Wallowitz looks her dead in the eye, and he's like, That sounds great! Hooray! And at that moment, I was like, what happened to in this person's life? Like, what? We're, what, sh- we're sharply divided on this one. Because what I happens heard, to a person? I heard that, and I was like, what you got to do, Wallowitz? You know, that's, I don't know if he's out there looking for love. He's, he's, he's looking to, to have someone to hold for, for a brief period. And if that involves, you know, buying her some fancy things, you know, fucking good for him. No, I don't have a, I mean, I'm, this is not like a, it's not about prostitution. It's about like the idea that like the highest ideal, it's like, yeah, you're right. It's kind of cool that he's not ashamed of like what he's into or whatever, but he, it's just so clear that he can't even imagine like having a relationship that's actually better than that. Like he really, he's found his ideal in that sort of exchange, and it's just sad, so sad. All right, he's out there crushing guts. Thumbs up. <laughs> eh, whatever. I mean, she gets what she wants. Everyone's fine. I mean, the end. We should say the end of this episode is they go to convince him to come back to Halo Night. Oh, which new segment, continuity issues, found in episodes of The Big Bang Theory. Oh, please. No, this is just no, going to make us look like... This is this is where we are. This is who we are. We found a continuity issue. Our first one in an episode. We found continuity issues between episodes before. But this is our first... I would like, when you edit this, put special music here. Continuity issue in episodes of Big Bang Theory. Our new bit. All right. Welcome to our new section sponsored by this public domain artist that I'm going to have to download to do this. But um, please, point out this stupid... I can't believe that... Yeah, all right. Let's get it. Well, if you... to be, This was not what I noticed. This was... Nick turned to me and he said, Wait! Halo Night was on Friday night last night, or last time, and we know this because the next morning it's Saturday. And we know it's Saturday because Sheldon goes into this whole bit about how every Saturday morning he likes to watch Doctor Who on BBC America in the living room, but he can't because Penny's sitting on his spot, or sleeping on his spot, in the couch. So, clearly Saturday. Then, sometime later, they go over to Penny to invite her over for Halo Night again, only now she's going dancing, because she says it's not Halo Night for me, it's dancing night. Sheldon goes, you go dancing every Wednesday night? And she goes, no, and he goes, then it's not dancing night, so it's clearly a Wednesday. So somehow, despite the fact that they have a ritual playing Halo Night every week, and it's supposed to be at the same time, Halo Night has gone from Saturday night to Wednesday night. Who's responsible? What happened? I'm not going to accept that this was a writing issue. I'm thinking something terrible happened in between, like, maybe 9-11. Is it too late for 9-11? I I hate to say it, but it's never too late for 9-11. 
No, or maybe, I mean, it's 2006, so maybe, like, the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina came up, and they were bummed, so they all universally agreed to reschedule Halo Night from, like, Saturday to Wednesday. What if they just have more than one Halo Night? If they had more than one Halo Night, then Sheldon wouldn't be so upset. Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be just Halo Night, I guess. And that reminded me of another thing, if, if I wanted, if I thought this show could be funnier, is... When Sheldon is having his freak out about all of his morning routines being ruined by Penny staying over, he almost sits on her face because that's where he's supposed to sit. And a better show, I think, would have allowed him to do so. Yeah, and, and just her sat up and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then her like, having to, like, cope with the fact that these are the people she's chosen to associate with. That whatever life she had back in Omaha, it's this now. She has very awful and strange people that live beside her. They're the only ones that she can spend time with, and they see her as an obstruction and an object when she is in their way. Well, there's there's a moment of that, because she first walks into the... Speaking of creepy Wallowitz again, this is right at the very beginning, when she first walks into their apartment as they're playing Halo, Wallowitz stands up and he delivers one of his creepy... Like, uh, what's he say? He says, uh, oh, find, find a penny, penny pick, pick it up. up. Oh yeah, pick her up all day long, you'll have good luck. And she pauses... And she looks at him, and that look, I thought, said everything that you just said. It was just like, oh, no, this is my life. This is, this is happening to me. I can't, I can't cross this threshold yeah. without dealing with this. But then they never go into it again. Then she does go out dancing with other ladies, though. So she has friends. I guess. Show. What is it? What, who are these people? We done? We done with this one? I think we're done with this one. How are you feeling? Really empty inside. Yeah? Like, just so empty. You look upset. I think this is the most upset you've been after we've watched any one of these. And others have had so much weird, er, awful shit. I, that's why I'm like, it's, I think this is the, this is the, I think we found this, like, not, I'm not saying the floor, I'm not saying this is the worst episode we'll ever watch, like, far, but I think this is the baseline that we found. This yeah. is... This is the what we're waiting. This is the sewer that we're waiting through. It's just episodes like this: one sex joke, one dehumanizing woman bit, you know, a bunch of attempted jokes that never land. So this is our new normal. This is what we have to expect from now on. Yes, and I do not. Uh, I don't. It's like I'm gonna have to. I don't know. Figure out some way to restore feeling to my life. I'm. I'm going to start doing this real drunk. Yeah, yeah, that might be a good idea. Well, here's to numbing our emotions so we can continue to, to live. <laughs> yes. Happy podcast.